that so said. At this point, you've transitioned from full-on patient to yeah. full-on patient plus advocate. For oh, this yeah. Of I, bingo. Yeah. yeah. I had been wheelchair-bound full-time for about six and a half months. Just could not put any weight. We thought we'd go away faster if we did your ACL. Maybe it wouldn't get as bad. That's not true. You know, disc in the back. Well, you know, fusion, you know, level above and below, right? Like I had had a massive heart attack in July, the prior year in 2011. If I said yes to a transplant, you would put me on 10 different drugs uh, to, quote, uh, kill my immune system so I could take the transplant. And that would guarantee me cancer within two to five years. Welcome to the Zero Downside Podcast with Dr. Wade McKenna, sponsored by MoabTexas.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Zero Downside. Today we have an exciting guest who's going to share her beautiful overcoming success story. She has just been set with challenging um, diagnoses and found Dr. McKenna has now overcame them and I'm really excited for you guys to hear about it. So I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves. I'm Terry Hamrick here from Tallahassee, Florida. I've known Dr. McKenna since 2014 when we met at an international stem cell conference. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks. I just, you just make everybody smile when you're around. It's just fun. This is going to be a good day. Uh, I'm Michael Mitchell. So I'm uh, just a member of the Zero Downside podcast and the, the Moab Clinic here in Texas. Uh, just a member. Just a member. Yeah. Um, Dr. Wade McKenna. Uh, again, thank you to everyone that found us. Um, thanks for the likes, the subscribes. Um, today, um, and it worked out because this wasn't really planned, um, but um, Miss T, as my kids call her, um, um, is in town uh, for treatment with her brother, uh, who's been here before with you for other things. And as it turned out, um, they were able to have the flight situation work out where we got to have one of the OG um, <laughs> patients in today. And when I say OG, I'm not talking about someone that has had one thing treated. Uh, I'm not talking about someone who came in because their shoulder was bad and they figured out the other shoulder was bad and we did both their shoulders. Miss um, T has a fairly significant um, metabolic, cardiology, uh, overall kind of systemic failure kind of stories in the beginning. And, um, and probably the best reason to have this episode start with her telling even how we met is because it's the most unique enrollment of a doctor patient relationship I've ever been involved in. I think for sure. I mean, most of the, you know, a lot of ours are some doctor hitting you up in between cases or in the hallway and 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 certainly this is this this surpasses that because I'm, we're speaking at a meeting and it was in bahamas i think right like freeport freeport Grand where there's a cardiology hospital that was opening uh, that specializes in treating heart failure with iv cultured fat which we know how i feel about cultured fat and i think that there are better cellular options out there if you're going to be allowed to culturally expand something i think that, but they, they have a very proprietary setting and, they, and that's what they wanted is to be able to make this a proprietary thing. And, and they've done very well with it, actually. And they've been there for 10 years and, 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 and remarkably successful with what they're doing, um, treating nothing but really heart failure. Um, and, and, and they found their niche and they did a really good job. 
So we're in that country um, as part of their opening is where the stem cell, I think it was the stem cell at the time, international stem cell, uh, stem cell group of scientists. Um, no real lay people, I didn't think. I did not think it was set up for patient uh, interaction. Um, and, and as it turns out, it wasn't. Um, but um, Teresa being the resourceful nurse uh, that she is and someone that is taking the, you have to be your own advocate to the next level, um, I think is probably the best way to describe you, right? Yeah, perhaps um, extreme it, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, well look. <laughs> motivated. Motivated, right? You, you yeah. have to, you, you know what's out there and for you to navigate the waters outside of Western medicine, which wasn't, actually didn't have anything for you anyway. Uh, that's the thing that bothers me most is I get it when there's something easy that you have as a solution for a patient. I get that you, you, it's easy to throw rocks at something novel. But when the other side of the equation has nothing for you, why they throw a rock at a patient in that situation really bothers me. Because you have options. You were willing to seek them. You understood the risk-benefit ratios involved because you understood the risk-benefit ratios that were fraught with the care you had gotten to that point. But okay. let's, uh, long story short, too late. Um, but I, I do want Miss Terry to be able to talk because she had heard her. She heard me and knew who I was before I got to meet her. So we, we, I, I, that was the first patient I had met at that conference. Um, and, and I'll let her tell the story about how we met because I think it's fascinating to hear from your point of view. So. Okay. I had had a massive heart attack in July, the prior year in 2011, um, took out the entire front wall of my heart and two thirds of the septum. It was basically dead and they had nothing to offer. And I went in to that heart attack with an EF of 70%, which measures the efficiency of how your heart pumps, et cetera. Um, having gotten over a prior heart attack a couple years prior. Uh, and I had worked real hard in rehab, got back to 70% and two months in, after that appointment, uh, I was having some chest pain. For three days, I was having chest pain at a workout on Wednesday. I didn't know that my lips were blue. Nobody told me. I don't look in the mirror every time, you know, at 4.30 in the morning. I'm just trying to sweat it out and do my rehab. Yeah. By the way, my lips are probably blue at 4.30 in the morning anyway. Just so you know, just, <laughs> I love it. Just, I'm, I'm love never going to know that. But, right, but that heart attack left me uh, eight days after having it uh, with an ejection fraction of 30%. And they sent me home basically to see how I would do and put me on all kinds of chemicals, which I cannot take. I'm allergic to everything from Tylenol to every cardiac drug they tried. Therefore, I mean, you go in ICU and within 24 hours of getting IV Plavix, you have a massive nosebleed and saturate a pillow cover to cover through and through. And they're like, oh, that's something with your sinuses and your blood flow and your veins. And I went, mm, no, I got out of the hospital eight days from the heart attack and went and saw ENT. And because I am so particular and so much of an advocate for myself, we did uh, sinoscopy and bronchoscopy with me sitting there on the end of the table. She said, you sure you can do this? Yeah, I was sure I could do that. And I said, get out the teaching scope because I want to see. And that's what we did. There was nothing wrong there. It was just simply my response to Plavix. Uh, that said, um, which is not the most potent of blood thinners. In no, the world it's anyway. not. 
So they right. Took, so yeah. it wasn't like they were giving you IV heparin or anything. The, no. Plavix was their attempt at an outpatient stabilization mm -hmm. drug, right? Yeah. And that's designed to be taken Which for if you 90 can't take days. That, 90 days to 15 months max. Yeah. And I knew people that had been on it for 20 years. Yeah, for sure. Not good. Um, I can take aspirin. Not a problem. I do that every day anyhow. Um, within a week, I was doing coming off the effing. Everything they tried, I had a problem with. I owned a Siamese cat at the time, a 20-pounder that always sat on my lap. One night, he jumped on my lap, and I went blue, purple from knee to rib cage from a reaction to the blood thinner. So I weaned myself off, and every drug we tried, within days, I was off of it. That said, got through the process, and they keep, well, you've got to do this, and you've got to do that. And by over the course of... Um, August through December, my ejection fraction dropped from that 30% and me on oxygen full-time and unable to walk 10 feet from my bed to get to the restroom, uh, shorter of breath every day, I was slowly dying. Uh, meanwhile, the whole time, I'm sitting there on my computer going nuts, looking and researching and trying to find a better way because I knew I couldn't do what they were asking me to do. Uh, the senior cardiologist there in the uh, community practiced for well over 50 years, friends with his daughter, and he called me three times the week before I went to the Dominican Republic and had stem cells shot in my heart. Uh, the state of stem cell research and where the where it is now, uh, that we, I simply went there to have a shot at living. They took bone marrow out of my hip the old-fashioned way, bam, 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 with the, with the hammer and chisel, basically. Um, not in the back, but in the front of this hip. And so I came home with a hematoma, probably the size of a softball. Uh, and from the heart cath, the, that hematoma was only maybe golf ball size. Took six months to absorb, and the one in my hip, almost a year. But that said, I got what I needed. Within 24 hours of them shooting uh, 57 cc's of my bone marrow back into my heart, including the area at the bottom that my heart was so weird and dyskinetic at the base, I had developed a two-centimeter aneurysm. Mm. Therefore, uh, everyone back home was, oh, that's a third world country. You don't want to go there. I said, you have nothing to offer me. This is a shot at living. I am not going to be a cardiac cripple. I cannot take your drugs. You obviously, when I hit 20, at an EF of 20, you didn't put me on the list for a heart transplant. And my answer to that, now that you're offering it at 12, is no thank you. Yeah. Because you're going to so you get, got all the way down to 12%. I was at 12% yeah. when I got on that plane to go yeah. to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Well, let, let's take a Not really right safe there. to fly, right? So, mm -hmm. but even, so, so again, this is one of those problems where you have heart failure. Mm -hmm. You're a candidate for, really almost too sick to be a candidate for, for a transplant. Um, your ejection fraction continues to fall, fall off. Now, do we agree right now with everything that's been done in Dominican Republic? No. Do I mm -hmm. want to make sure that everyone understands? Look, this is an opinion show. Um, and, 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 and the way that, especially when we're talking about something that was done 12, a decade ago, mm -hmm. right? Do I think that the processes there have probably come a long way in the last decade? I'm pretty sure they have. They have. Um, and I'm pretty sure that, um, but 12 years ago, uh, 10, 12 years ago, if you were out there looking for help that was close to home, 
that was probably about it. Um, with, and I think now there are way better, um, options available, uh, for what, um, Terry had to go through, uh, initially. I think that, um, her result, again, we would say is not typical of the results received in other stem cell clinics. I look, the, here's the long story. She had heart failure. There wasn't anything in the U S that make heart failure go away. Heart failure articles are really well published in the literature as a really good use of cells. Um, there's a really good um, re rationale for, for how cells will treat heart failure with some of the secretory peptides and proteins. There's really good RAS studies published from a long time ago that showed you didn't even have to inject it in the heart. You don't have to be in the vessels. You don't have to do it as, as, as hard as they were making it back in the day. You can bind them up to proteins and put them in the calf and still treat the heart failure in these patients with your, if you're treating with high enough cultured volume, because they they're sensile, they sense what the heart is going through from a failure standpoint, what peptides proteins needs, they will secrete that for you. So they become a medicated tissue graph. So we're, I don't want to hear, Oh, Dr. McKenna supported everything they did. No, mm -hmm. we're talking you about a patient history. Then. That's very unique <laughs> um, from a decade ago. And someone that had that that was that, that had the guts, um, to, uh, to address her own healthcare issue when Western medicine was going to just continue to throw things out that wasn't working until, you know, a patient doesn't have any other options. And so Ms. T stepped in took control of a situation and it got a really good result. Um, again, we don't question results that are derived from treatments that we believe in. Um, do I think that that's the best way to have treated it? I don't know. I wasn't there 12 years ago. Right. Um, so, but we know now probably wouldn't do that. Um, but if I would have been able to know that I was going to get that result and I was Miss T at that time, I would have absolutely done exactly the same thing. Right? It was my so only shot at survival. It was your period, shot. Right? The yeah. end. And so your ejection fraction after that ended up? Uh, within a month, uh, 25, within three months, it was 30 and they couldn't find my uh, aneurysm, aneurysm anymore after two hours on ultrasound trying to find it. Uh, and then over the course of the and so the cardiologist years, and the, the cardiologist, the local cardiologist who had told you don't go was still skeptical, but there are no studies. I said, sweetie, well, somebody, somebody has to take, take the leap of faith. And my only shot at living you, what you were offering me was potentially a heart transplant if I made it that long. And even with that, you were guaranteed, if I said yes to a transplant, you would put me on 10 different drugs uh, to, quote, uh, kill my immune system so I could take the transplant. And that would guarantee me cancer within two to five years and multiple drugs that I know for a fact I can't tolerate well, because I'm very sensitive. Are one of the keys to I mean, I was level four cardiomyopathy when I left the United States. I'm now below level one. They, you know, um, well, for you, it was the difference between I can sit in a chair on full oxygen all the time, or I can walk down a hallway without getting short of breath. And, true. And that's the true. Right? I could be independent and have a life. I got my life as you're well aware. Yeah. yeah. You know, thank you. Now, uh, Thanks fast, in part to you. Yeah. Fast <laughs> forward. So it was within two years of mm -hmm. that. Two years after yeah. that. So two years after that, I'm speaking at a stem cell conference out of the country. Um, with, a, a, and I think there's probably only two of us that hit the stage that had maybe four, I, cause I can think of another guy from that we had talked about earlier 
that had actual doctor patient experience. Everyone else was still rat studies, looking under looking at cells under microscopes, talking about how cool it would be if, 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 right? Mm -hmm. But there wasn't a lot of direct application of the bone marrow aspirate at that point. Um, and so most of what I was there, I think was a case summary. I think I, I delivered like the first 3000 bone marrow cases that we had done to that point. And I was just doing a retrospective review of here's what we've been using it for. And kind of here's the follow-up on these first three or 4,000 patients. And impressed me greatly. And that, and I thought you were hysterically funny with your delivery that said, your numbers are what sold me. Um, I knew there were going to be two orthopedic surgeons there that were using bone marrow aspirate, uh, one in Virginia and you. The other guy didn't show. Um, and uh, after listening to your lecture, I said, no, no, I need to talk to this guy. I had brought just a little brief overview and, and to see if you would even consider taking me on as a patient. And you literally had someone like pushing me in, in a wheelchair, wheelchair mm -hmm. has someone roll the wheelchair up to me at the as at the, the end of that lecture party, at the no cocktail less. party so yeah. there's a cocktail party after that talk mm -hmm. and you know you you go just to say hey to people and and um i'm there and you know up rolls stalked. this patient um literally and uh, literally mm -hmm. and and i'm like hey how are you because i just wanted to come say hi i want you to be my doctor and i'm like we'll see <laughs> nice to meet you <laughs> Pleasure. Hi. Hey, okay. come wait. My, my name is, <laughs> let's talk later. What's your name? Like, what what problem will we be treating? Oh, that, that's I had some interesting people uh, with you know, me too. Now, you know, the, the, what I should have asked at that time is, what is your EF now? Right? Like, <laughs> he had no clue. Uh, I had it was no all clue about. what the history we were mm. going to go into at that time. And so she starts talking about her knees and, and, and mm -hmm. the arthritic component. And obviously, Reg showed a ton of slides. Um, that's how long ago this was. I was doing mm -hmm. a slideshow, which mm -hmm. Hannah would be horrified. Like, like, it, like, you know, the days where you're trying to add video to a PowerPoint presentation mm -hmm. and there's like five secret steps that no one knows to add a video to a PowerPoint. Like there wasn't, you know, I didn't have an Apple then. And, mm -mm. um, so it was, it was that kind of a slideshow, conference. right? Where, okay, they'll turn to slide Everybody projection. Let's run this quick video. A laser right? I mean, on it was, the end of the It was literally with a clicker, <laughs> with a carousel. carousel. Click, 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 and a carousel click clicking through slides. Mm -hmm. um, it still had a camera in the OR all the time. Mm -hmm. um, just so you could take pictures. Even if it was on the screen, you couldn't do JPEGs uh, for the software, even arthroscopy then. So we were literally doing, um, had, a, had a camera in the room. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I had a lot of before and after pictures, ACL, you know, before and after and rotator cuffs and, and showing pictures, pictures of the MRIs instead of the MRI digital form. Like it was that, but there was still enough data to where I think it would have been hard to at least not feel comfortable that I at least had done some of this, right? Like, I, I mean, we had been doing the bone marrow part of this for a really long time and we just hadn't been talking about it as stem cell treatment, yeah. um, until then. Mm -hmm. And and that was when the catheter came out and but she what comes up to me in that situation and I was like, Okay, well the doctor patient relationship is two sided. Like what are right. your problems you're mainly concerned about? And it was mostly knees and yeah. shoulders, you know, musculoskeletal stuff. Like yeah. certainly within the bailiwick of why I was there at that time. Yeah. Um, as far as care. I'd gotten and my yeah. she was incredibly pleasant, as you can see. Like she's a very disarming charm of Look, I, I would love to sign up to be uh, 
to be helped and I'll, I'll help you further the science in whatever way, because I know about it. And I was just like, wow, a patient that's motivated, that's doesn't expect, um, you know, she, she's, she's, she knows a lot about cell therapy before she came to this meeting and probably went to more of the lectures than, than I did for sure. Um, but when that kind of a patient comes up to you and says, Hey, I, I choose you. Like we have to figure this out. I mean, my first, yeah, let's, let's talk. Like, what do you got medical history wise? And let's, let's get you on the phone and we'll figure this out. And so we did. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't yeah. that much longer before you came no. saw me, right? I said, I mean, how long, how long does it take to get an appointment? I'm not going to ask you to do a consult here. Yeah. And, and you don't two live people. local. To, no, to I'm, I'm well, in Florida. Or to this course either, right? Yeah. I mean, the course no. was I've, another country. I flew to the Bahamas to yeah. go. I took um, a lady that I had worked with. I paid her way and bought her passport. And that was... Uh, almost as disappointing as Western medicine <laughs> uh, because she kept, she kept ducking out cause she was a heavy duty smoker and I am allergic to cigarette smoke. Uh, luckily a friend who I made through having been to Dominican Republic, uh, she had called and asked questions. That doctor there had me talking to her about her husband to be. And so I'd travel over to Destin and talk to them, uh, went and saw her and uh, some of her, dear, dear friends, uh, who subsequently sought help in central Florida for their Parkinson's with, uh, PRP and stuff that so said at this point, you've transitioned from full on patient to yeah. full on patient plus advocate. For oh this yeah. Of I, bingo. Yeah. yeah. I had to argue with my doctors repeatedly. Like I said, before I went initially for my heart, it was, uh, three times in the last two weeks I'm being told. No, it's unsafe. And I said, you got nothing for me. I'm gone. Uh, I had to convince my parents who were freaking out. Oh, my God, you're going to another country with no one there. And well, they required me to bring somebody. So I found somebody that spoke Spanish because I don't. And <laughs> off we went. Mm -hmm. um, that physician was open and willing to do it. And I met the guy that created the, the cath to be able to inject the inside of my heart, which was great. Um, and learned about some research they were doing in my own home state of uh, down at Gainesville at Shands. That said, took care of my heart two years out. I'm looking for a reason and a way to get my knees back because to keep my heart healthy, I need to be exercising and walking. Yes, well, for 30, 30 years prior, I had been told by uh, my orthopedic surgeon, who is long since retired, uh, that I was going to need total knee replacements. Uh, and I had subsequently been in while I was out walking the road, trying to rehab my heart. I ripped a bunch of stuff loose. I could feel it. And I'm like, oh, I limped home. <laughs> you know, she couldn't even put my foot flat. Uh, I had been in a wheelchair for, um, on a scooter for about 12 years for my knees. I left bedside nursing and that and took on administration, which ramped up the uh, stress and a bunch of other stuff, which wasn't good for my heart. But that said, uh, got through that. And then before I met Dr. McKenna, I had been wheelchair bound full time for about six and a half months. Just could not put any weight, couldn't do anything. I could, you know, get up and get around the house, but if I left the house, my scooter went with me. I had a little lift in the back of my van. It was fun. Yeah. It was turbocharged. Yeah. So, so for me, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously there's been a lot of water under the bridge in this relationship since then. Mm -hmm. 
when I get a picture of Mrs. T now, uh, like wearing her stormtrooper helmet, riding her motorcycle around Central Florida, it, it it's a totally different vibe mm -hmm. um, than meeting someone life. that had been in a wheelchair full time mm -hmm. um, on oxygen and and pretty well, um, you know, morbid um, for, on on many different fronts as far as you know, just not feeling good and, and having energy. Got her knees fixed. Did we? I we did a left totally. I replaced yeah, one. Yeah, right? because about that much of my the end of my fever yeah, was pure mush. She had, she had, she like, she had huh? continued. Like, yeah, it's a mess. Pretty severe valgus deformity. So I think. Yeah. The first thing I mean, we did is just use cells. To, I said, look, here's the thing. The, just sticking cells in your knee is not going to do this. Mm -hmm. Like you're unstable. Your leg doesn't come out straight and you can't bear weight. So there's just mechanical failure. Yeah, mecha oh, complete totally. mechanical yeah. failure. Complete yeah, mechanical I mean, it's pointing the wrong way, right? So mm -hmm. we, uh, but with the use of marrow, um, and her biggest worry was at recovery time, um, did the total, got her through it, had her full weight bearing pretty quick. In used, April? used cells in the quad, had her full extension back. You had range of motion and strength back pretty quick. In two right? weeks, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I it's not to, like she was. Dogging I went to health. It, right? Yeah. I was. Right. I went to health south, and they're like, "Well, and I can't take pain pills." So that was that was exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that they're like, "What can you take?" Well, it was. Yeah. What can you take? I said nothing. And well, we have ordered this, and I said it's got Tylenol in it. Say goodbye. Not taking it. Uh, I couldn't take regular ibuprofen, so I was taking the uh, liquid gels, 200 in the morning and 200 at night. And I went to a therapy and uh, PTs working with me, and they're like, we're going to call the nurse because I'm just doing what I have to do because I know if I don't move, I'm not going to get better. And tears are streaming down my face, and I'm just trucking. And they're like, how can you do this? I said, I'm crazy and crazy enough to do what it takes to get better. Motivated. We're going to stick with the word yeah. motivated. We're saying motivated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm very highly motivated. I'm and I'm going of, to. of anyone that's willing to be their own advocate in a tough situation. Right? Yeah. And I did what I had to do to get better. And I found who I wanted to help me get better because he had the tools that I needed. Uh, I had done so much research on stem cells, and I knew I wasn't going to use belly fat anywhere in my body, especially in my heart, much less in my joints. That made no sense. That and I applied for clinical trials where they were using bone marrow and some were using belly fat. Um, Texas Heart Institute turned me down. Jackson, Miami turned me down uh, because I was far too sick for them. You know, you want to have good outcomes and stuff. Well, sometimes, so. in you know, you know, yeah. I was, I was like, you know what, we, you know, what, you know what, I, what I hate, right? Yeah. Always mm -hmm. is the doctor of last resort, right? Like people say, I've done all this other stuff, but who, someone has to do it, right? Like I get, like, I don't want, mm -hmm. like, that's when I met Miss T. I was like, I'm not I, sure. I understand why not a lot of guys are jumping up and down, signing up for this project that we're about to start together, but. You know, honestly, what, what do you tell someone that, that they know that they don't have a whole lot of other options? I know they don't have a whole lot of other options. That doesn't give me the right to just beg out, right? Um, so, I, and, I and honestly, she let you. no, I, I, I think, I mean, she was, she was very he persuasive. Have, he um, could have said no. And I told him that you can uh, say, no, I may be too much, but you know, I'm going to get it done one way well, or the other. And I, and I, and, and I prefer look, you because we, we went I like to your numbers. the, the follow-up part of that was, yeah. it wasn't like it was a five minute meeting there. Like no, we, I, went I was, I was office. curious, right? Like I wanted yeah. to hear the story. Uh, I, I'm a you know, I, I'm a great collector of stories. Like I mm -hmm. story gets me involved. Like if I have a story to go with something, I can, 
uh, I'm in, right? Like yeah. I just want to be, because I like, I like to be able to change outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I knew where this story was going to go um, and, and where it had already been. So for me, um, you know, wanting to collect a story and get to fill in the gaps as the cocktail party wound up, there's always a line, like, you know, I just spoke. And so there's a lot of people and I, and so Misty is very concerned. Like you shouldn't take all my time, but I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do this. I said, but you know, there's a dinner after this. Are you guys going? And they're like, yes, I, I wasn't going to go, but I'll, I'll go. Like, let me, let's talk. So I, I get through the meet and greet thing at the cocktail party and do all that and walk into the, to, to the dinner. And, um, there's a seat at their table and, I sat there and, and just listened to the story for a while and was completely bought in, right? Like, uh, right? Mm -hmm. like I, I, I mean, I'm, I, <laughs> it, it was disarming factor. Yeah, right? you know, well, and knowing that, especially at the time, compared to everything else you'd been doing, yeah, like I know what we he have available and what we could do, yeah. Um, yeah. and I knew from a systemic point, tuning her up going forward, I knew that 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 a little bit of healing, you know never going to get you where you want to be at that point. Like no one just gets one dose of cells and oh, I feel like Superman. Like you, you, eventually those kind of peter out. Your body kind of realizes it's older and maybe has trouble staying at the same level of health. So long story short, we, um, that was the beginning of the journey though. Like knees, um, you know, sending me a video of you riding in the sand and, and being back on your motorcycle and, yeah. And then the beach and uh, and wish you were here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I want to shoulders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did my left shoulder. I didn't know it had a bone spur in there and mm. you know, we broke that thing loose. Tear. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Labeled stuff, biceps, yeah. Yeah. ankles. Yeah. Um, You've got a punch ankles. card in the office. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. like there, there's I not show, a lot of I like, call and go, Hey, yeah. I got a problem. Yeah. yeah. And she's not afraid of him. Like she, she's documented everything really well. Like we have MRIs, film, like we have everything for, uh, there's not a lot of normal joints left mm -mm. Um, that hadn't had some significant deterioration and change, which is what, you know, having bad cardiac functioning will do to you. Mm -hmm. um, but also um, just life. wear and tear of being a nurse and not being 19 anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, she plays hard. Yeah. I mean, she rides motorcycles. She gets out I, on the beach. She's lived a life. So, I hike when I can. hike. Yeah. So I, I want to take a second. Two mile loop around the lake at the end of our road, and you have to be fast to outrun the gators. Well, I, I, no, thank you. I'll, <laughs> this is a I'll stick girl with here. My, my Texas <laughs> climate here. But I, I did want to take a moment. So, so one thing that Dr. McKenna mentioned earlier on in the episode was was it's it is a two way relationship it between is. a patient and it a really provider, is. right? And that's a very special relationship, and it's very rare. Uh, and, and look, I'm not a practicing provider. I, I don't have a license. I have no no initials or letters after my name. But the thing I would mention in, in working so closely with him over the years is it's not often that you get the gift of that feedback, you know, that that positivity. So you sending videos, you you taking crazy photos of a stormtrooper helmet on a motorcycle and all that is an encouragement, right? So when you're on the edge of the frontier in terms of medicine and pushing the envelope over and over and over again, sometimes that positive feedback of, hey, this is worth it, right? The, the, the frustration, Definitely. the pain, the, the sleepless nights of research and, and trying to figure out, Hey, what's next? What else? Because there's not a diagram for this. No, it's huge. So coming from our perspective as a patient, when you have somebody that is as storied as you, as researched as you, as, as big of an advocate as you are, you support the practice, you support not only the practice, but the 
the frontier of the medicine itself, right? You're a huge advocate. And for us to be a part of, and, and I'm not going to steal his line, but to be a part of your care is, is monumental. So I don't want that to be missed, right? In all these conversations, it's important to hear from patients. It's important to feel the passion and your excitement over it. You're, you're not here looking lethargic like a patient yeah. that had a massive cardiac episode mm -hmm. and several procedures almost mm -hmm. over a decade later. And you are a, a yeah. oh, in recent, in, in a recent in a recent a recent episode yeah. uh, where she's wise. involved to a bunch of smoke, um, yeah. yeah, burning trash, which I don't know Oops. what like. <laughs> Right. Like that's, 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 that's the call you get clean. after that. So, yeah. um, but you know, papers. big smoke inhalation episode, uh, yeah. secondary cardiac event. Oh yeah. You know, is it, is it nothing, nothing too big, right? Like, nothing yeah, like you know, going yeah, to the yeah. ER and She's fighting just, your way through it and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and the, for lack of a better word, schooling yeah. the cardiologists to have 40 years of experience to saying, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And I'm like, mm, no, sir, I'm not. Yeah, and and as it turns out, there are some um, solutions that that Terry has taken um, mm -hmm. that are not going to the Dominican and yeah. and having bone marrow with a catheter into your heart to be able yeah. to still affect cardiac function. Um, mm -hmm. And and look, the advent uh, and and of having an opportunity to culturally expand tissue in another country um, and not only culturally expand tissue for use in patients but to culturally expand tissue and then help optimize the delivery of that graft for a patient in a way that isn't legal to do in any other country right now uh, even the 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 countries of the world that everyone talks about going to get cultured cells being you know, Colombia and Panama, um, came Japan. Yeah, yeah. I've been I, Panama twice. I, I think that um, mm -hmm. I think that those processes were fine mm -hmm. for what's legal in those countries mm -hmm. that hasn't changed in the last decade. But there's a lot of technology in the last decade that has changed on the way to optimize cellular function that doesn't destroy the epigenetics or alter the epigenetics of those cells at all, that actually just enhances the, the cellular, uh, the, the ability of those cells to function. It limits the senescence of cells as quickly as they can senesce. Um, and that process being added to the delivery of an expanded cell volume from postnatal cells ethically obtained and sourced with umbilical cord tissue from a healthy delivery with healthy mommy, healthy baby, healthy memory. I mean, there's so many disclaimers in the way to even talk about this. I know that I'm getting the, the looks. No, it's but not I'm that. trying to be very measured, very I'm, I'm measured in the yes. way we describe this because, yeah. because of some things we're going to talk about here coming up it, is that the over regulation of anything that works to try to limit its effectiveness is is something to be avoided um but even with the companies that that agree and know and have seen all the miracles that come with iv cell treatments there's still a lot of diagnoses that they'll exclude you with right like if you have any form of pre-existing cancer or if you have a malignancy or you have a history of malignancy these clinics are still afraid to treat those patients and not because there's not great data right. showing that cultured cells could have treated 
the illness that those people have because there are great papers showing that for a lot of those primary malignant diagnoses that have been published years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to ignore some literature to do that. So even if you believe and accept the cell could do this, mm -hmm. even in those clinics, they will still exclude certain patients because they don't want the risk, mm -hmm. which okay. But, but seriously, like if you're going to believe that the cell can do this, then believe the cell can do that. Like you, do you understand the pathophysiology, how this would work or not? If you do, then you understand that cancer would be a prohibitory diagnosis in receiving those cells. You're not going to make that tumor bigger and grow. There's no data shown that that does that. There's one study that goes back to transformer growth factor beta. It's a ridiculous study. Transformer growth factor B1 promoted cellular apoptosis in one prostate model back in the day. But there's no, but transferring growth factor, that, that beta one doesn't really exist in nature for very long. It's turned into the three very, very quickly. It's part of the metabolic process. Three has not been associated with any change in cellular apoptosis. So we're not, we're talking about one little th that you have to really cherry pick to get to. If someone was cherry picking on the other side, if I was taking that much of a, of, of a, of a lean mm -hmm. to, to preach about something that we think is good idea. Mm -hmm. I, I would I would laugh horribly at that person for trying to hang their hat on something so minute and, and, and think it's so important. But when the other side does it, we're supposed to accept it and acquiesce and go, oh, well, there is that one study. Like that's, if I was making that same argument as an advocate of cellular volume, mm -hmm. I would be completely laughed out of a room and I would too. Mm -hmm. But it's okay for them to do it, to, to, to talk bad about the treatment protocol. So I think that there is, going to be some options and i think that the science has has progressed so far that it's time there be some other options on 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 high dose cells that could be administered in another country where it's legal and going and the laws being written now to allow for the agitation of the cellular volume to promote what they do better not to change what they do and it won't even change the ratios of what the cells secrete but it just optimizes overall cellular function. Like why get a graph that's like lukewarm? If you want soup, I, I want hot soup, right? Like mm -hmm. I want it to be the best soup it can be. I don't want it after it's been sitting all day, right? I mean, the same thing with cells. Like why, why accept a, a non-optimized cellular load just because it's not legal to do that? And the question that, that I was asked by that government is, well, why won't other countries use this part of the procedure or this part of a process. I'm like, well, is it safe? Yeah. Has it been used forever? Yep. Been used in the lab on all cells lab, use these particular little processes to optimize cell function for the study. Well, why don't they do it clinically? Uh, that's a really good question because it's against the law. Mm -hmm. Well, couldn't they have just changed the law to include that? Yeah. If they would have thought about it 15 years ago when that law was written, but it it's not they allow cultural expansion but you can't do anything to change and and i wouldn't want them to we're not changing the genetics i'm not doing crispr or changing the cellular function we're mm -hmm. doing the things that help cells do better that have been used in medicine forever like but it's not a big part of a process but it's a, enough of a process that it really changes what's possible for a patient without just talking about the only thing important being the number like mm -hmm. and i know we have to be really vague on what some of these processes are but which is silly, but the minute that that clinic is open and we can have that discussion there where it's legal to perform that procedure, 
I think that the the tires kind of fall off of a lot of the Western narrative narrative against what we do, right? I mean, yeah. you've experienced it at at a depth in other countries um, that aren't the U.S. that did a pretty good job instead of your life. Um, yeah. It, it, so every time that this process the, that the ball gets kicked forward a little bit, it makes your job easier. I don't want it to be as hard as what you had to go through to get this treatment. Mm -mm. It, no, when I know I can make it, it's easier a struggle. You, right? What? There, there, there's not going to be a reason to have to do that. Mm -mm. Yeah. And, and I think we're especially with cultured cell grafts, and especially with postnatal tissue, um, and, and and especially knowing that the pluripotentiality of that compared to your bone marrow, which has heart failure too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's why you have to spin it and concentrate it and do so much with it. And if you could have culturally expanded it, then is there? A, but I think that culturally expanded bone marrow is not a greatest of ideas. Uh, because you get some mutagenesis as you culture those cells up. Amniotic cells are much more stable to culture through, you can go 10 to the 29th power with the bone marrow. I wouldn't mm -hmm. do that. You're going to mm -hmm. see some, some, some cancer tissue. And I don't think that that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so I think that the in and of itself, culturing your own cells is probably not bad if they were taken when you were really young and you stored them and you had a, great, if they weren't, then I think that maybe that's not necessarily mm -hmm. the best you sell your substance you with what you got. Yeah. That's so, right. so I think bone marrow in this, in the country with orthopedic time of, of surgery, I have the coolest way of taking it. We concentrate it down, use those cells to help you. We've shown that works. I've used amnion patches on different places on you. We've injected amnion peptides, proteins, solutions, graft, um, uh, to what treat you in different places. <laughs> um, and I think all that is is what you have to be careful talking about on a podcast. Um, but certainly as a doctor patient relationships goes, I think we've been pretty, pretty successful with addressing all the problems along the way. Right. Mm -hmm. We have, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure because you want the feedback, yeah, which has been wonderful for me because you ask a question and well, tell me how you feel. And so you were getting daily feedback yeah. on what changed and what felt better and what didn't. And mm -hmm. actually in um, not vague terms, because most patients as a nurse of 50 years, I know most patients don't know what to say to their doctors or how to get their message across. And I can, I can put it in medical ease, but uh, I can also put it in plain English. Uh, but to give him better feedback. Uh, Terry's been a pretty significant advocate for friends and family too, right? I mean, it's not oh, like, yeah. it's not like with, even with their strangers here, in the right? hotel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Expect to, a call from the receptionist over yeah, at the hotel I'm go, staying at. Right. Uh, I mean, literally, <laughs> that's how people, you know, people saw you. How did you, you know, like, we had no media presence really before the, the last year. Mm -hmm. I'm busy, right? Like, yeah. I, I take care of patients and we're busy. And so, but it's all people that have seen us before or had family seen us before or a, a physician referral. But for the most part, most of what we do on the cellular side is people that have already had some experience with it at some point over the last mm -hmm. 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And if you have a 25 year practice in the same location in the same state, you know, there's some spillover for just my volume from before. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, just coming out and talking about some of the things now that we're talking about really stirs the water against us sometimes instead of help us. Mm -hmm. right? So I don't know that a big media presence was a great idea, mm -hmm. but um, the guys that market what we do way better than I do 
it it seems that patients get kind of shortchanged on that side because you're going to the guys that market really well and not necessarily the guys that may have the best knowledge base or skill level or even the numbers associated with doing what we do. Like I, I we laugh all the time that you have a, a trauma surgeon injecting your knee, but I, why would you want someone injecting cells, especially your neck or your low back, a disc in your back, uh, epidural administration, why would you want anyone doing that that couldn't fix a problem if you had one that wasn't going to be cured with the cells, right? Like start at the bottom of your competency and work your way up. Like I, if we're never going to run out of options for a patient, if I have every arrow in the quiver of surgical versions of Western medicine and on the cellular side, have a wide enough basis of experience to be able to provide a patient with options, right? And that's really what you should probably demand in your care that you're seeking is I want someone that could do all of it. Can you fix it? If this does, what about if the shot doesn't work? What's mm -hmm. next? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think of everything as a flow chart and here's what I would do. Right. And, and so I think that it probably time to take the wrap of Western medicine off and let people know that we have these options available in the States. We've been doing it for a really long time and what's published with Western medicine without it doesn't really work anyway. And so why hate, why hate the solution, right? You rotator cuff surgery. We talk all the time, 30% failure rate, ACL, really high retear rate, very early osteoarthritis, of the knee. We thought we'd go away faster. If we did your ACL, maybe it wouldn't get as bad. That's not true. You know, disc in the back. Well, you know, fusion, you know, level above and below, right? Like, I mean, there, there's all these downsides to everything we talk about. Oh, there it is again. We almost let it out. The, the downside side, like Hannah was ready to call it out. I felt her, I felt her getting ready. Yeah. Um, but there's so, so much substantial downside of everything that people were offering Terry, mm -hmm. even on the orthopedic side, which they just told her, you're not a candidate for any of it. Yeah. You just need to total knees and move on. Just go home and uh, go home and go home and be unhealthy yeah. right? and go home. Let us kill you with a bunch of meds. Um, or, Hey, you know what? You can take control of your own future and decide to really be innovative and look. I think that she's done a really good job on doing that for a lot of other people. Like when oh, she, she'll even have friends that'll come in and Miss T will show up with them because she needs to act almost like an interpreter. I think yeah. because she's been to the other doctor visits with them where someone tried to, you know, maybe not be as frank with the patient and really honest and open and brutal and, honesty gets you far as far as I'm concerned. It, it does. She will, she will want Miss T will want an answer. And she wants an answer to the question that the way it was asked, like, what are the risk benefits of this? And what is the downside of ignoring this? And what happens if I did this or this, right? It, the only ones that won't want to answer a lot of those questions are people who have very limited options to help you out. Mm -hmm. And, and you have to kind of seek outside of people that have a limited set of solutions for you. I think mm -hmm. if you don't fit inside the box, try, don't try to jump in, <laughs> please just get out there and find a better way. That's fair. Well, it, it, it takes a lot, right? In order to further it, we talked a lot about the near distant future and options that will be available before long. Uh, but above that, right, in addition to that, we, we need patients that are going to be advocates, not just for themselves, but for others that are just pointing out mm -hmm. and saying, hey, you know, you, you need to yeah. check outside of this box. Let's look yeah. over here. So it's yeah. appreciated. You know, it, it really is. Yeah. Oh, I, I, you know, I can't be, I, I, you know, she's one of the more there are people that's gift on this planet is building up other people. And, and the, the, the spiritual word for that, I guess, in a church is edification, right? And 
that does that word really doesn't even exist outside of a, a church situation i don't think for most people and, and it's a shame because the edification of someone is when you have someone in your corner that can say the right thing at the right moment that you needed to hear that made you feel better and you had the strength to continue on that's miss t and miss t's gift and I'm, and I'm sure it's not just me um i know that she has a pretty substantial list that goes out because my kids are on it and mm -hmm. and they get those same kind of texts at just the right time um and it's one of those things that it just it, it cannot be pointed out how important giving someone that sense of encouragement and support has been to, to everything that we do in the clinic now, to the reason we've added some services, to the reason I still do regular surgery, like with Mark scoping his knee this last week, mm -hmm. you got a big tear, mm -hmm. like by squirt cells in the tear, does it get better? Well, yeah, but like if I just shrink that little edge up right now and fill it with cells, he's gonna do better way faster and I can prevent that tear from getting a lot worse because he's already got a tear that's locking up and causing pain. Like he already has the mechanical symptoms. So was just sticking a bunch of cells in his knee when they fly in and that's what they, was that the best option for him? No, I, I don't think it was. I think mm -hmm. that two little poke holes and he's walking around pretty good within a couple of days and it's done really well. Oh, and by the way, I know that I, I limited his, his downside on that a lot because now you're gonna be able to remodel and heal from those cells in his yeah. knee. Uh, the tear is gone. You know, shrink it down with a little radio frequency. It's literally like, kind of like zipping the zipper up. A tear is like walking around with the zipper halfway down. It's only going to get worse. It never zips itself up, right? So, you know, you, you people go for, well, I felt pretty good. I can move around. Then you slip off a curb wrong or you turn your knee wrong getting out of a car or like with me. All I did the last time I got a scope, I just took the covers and I flipped it out of the way with my leg and I got, and it got stuck. Had a piece floating around. got stuck. And I, Worked as hard as I could to get that unstuck, stuck needle in it. Went to the office, had my kid jumping up and down on C arm. Put a bunch of local in there, tried to manipulate it. It wouldn't wouldn't come out. Mm. And so I got an MRI. So I was a piece getting stuck. Had a scope, pulled the piece out. It was better right away. Yeah, but like I couldn't have done that with just a sticking cool tissue in my knee, right? Mm -hmm. So and the same thing with Mark. I, I, there are times where I think that you do want kind of best part of Western medicine which there are plenty of ways to deliver Western medicine in a less invasive fashion. Mm -hmm. um, but also knowing that I need to be able to give you the biologics to help you heal that w w anyway, right? Yeah. And it's not an either or conversation in, yeah, in our clinic. Um, and, and there are times where both comes in pretty handy if you wanna shorten down the, the length of time it takes to remodel and heal something. Even like face, like do we microneedle in cells? Sure. Do I think there's a reason to use a little bit of Botox maybe a top or to use the CO2 to take it? Yeah, why not use all the technology available that we have to 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 lessen the overall morbid, bit of, the sickness, the illness, the morbidity you're going through? If I have a bunch of cool toys to help you over it faster, yes. Do they have to work against each other? No. Can they work together? Living proof they can work together, right? Yeah. No. Well. So so I think that you know there, it's that's the message. We really yeah. having Terry on is confusing for me because. There's nothing that she hasn't used cells to overcome to this point. Okay. I mean, you've been doing this for longer than most clinics talk about doing stem, the stem cell clinic that ha yeah. wasn't around two years ago, right? Like, yeah. You've been doing this for over a decade, um, and and yeah. and had a and had to be pretty vested in the yeah. decisions you made, and yeah. and literally putting money to where your mouth is too. It wasn't like some free clinical trial. Like when you mm -hmm. travel places, all that's coming out of your pocket. 
It is. And 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 yet you 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 got um, better for some illnesses that no one would have, have given you much of a shot at getting better. So, I mean, it's a really humbling conversation to have with someone that you get texts from all the time telling you, you know, keep a stiff upper lip, or I, I watched the podcast, or I love what you guys said to this person. Um, it's incredibly gratifying to me to know that that relationship started, you know, tw over a decade ago from a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes me, you know, happy. I was having a good day then, and, and didn't get flipping or pop off or try to be funny. Uh, the I would have right? flipped and popped yeah. back, no problem. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we for sure have that kind of relationship. For, um, no but but you know, there are times where I will take, you know, if I think something's funny, you know, I might say it just because sometimes I like to just, you know, I'm the only one that has to get it sometime, right? For me to like saying it. So, but. With Terry, you know, and, and people in this room, everyone kind of gets the joke for yeah. sure because it's everything, right? The, the way we kind of castigate all those who are organized against the narrative, right? Well, it, it's kind of gratifying, would be my word, uh, when you sit down with a physician whose ego is bigger than the room. And I mean, mine gets there as well. I'm not saying it's not. However... I'm point blank and I'll, I'll own it. Yeah, you've been and, able to look at a lot of those doctors and tell and, them, and tell them you said this wasn't going to get better. Look. Right? And then you told me that if I came back, you would turn and walk away and send me home to die. Well, you know, you don't have a choice today. Call your partner. He's going to fix this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and in, in spite of your efforts to not let me get better. So guess shade, what? Right? Guess That's what? Fair. I'm better. And I'm a thorn I, I in love your it side. Ten years that, later, to go oh. back to a doctor that told you not to do something and go, <laughs> look. Remember my ejection <laughs> fraction at seven, at twelve, when you found yeah. me and yeah. told me there was nothing, and yeah. now yeah. my ejection fraction after an acute event is forty. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and in my case, proof positive. I have a cousin that came to the stem cell conference that uh, you asked me to speak at many years ago in South Lake. Uh, in a previous life. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. my, I was staying with my cousin here locally, and now they live in Colorado. He had his heart transplant, and it limited his options. But what it's done for him is to shut down his kidneys. So now he's home on peritoneal dialysis, and he's got all kinds of complications and issues and challenges. And I went and visited him finally, last time I was out, uh, flew up there, and... It, it's sad in one way because he's 10 years younger than I am and looks 40 years older. And I'm like, you know, he's got his kids grown, so that's good. That's what the transplant did for him. But because he was unwilling to spend a little bit of money. And I said, honey, I cashed out my retirement in order to do this. That's how vested I am in the outcomes. The answer is I have a life. Do I need much? No. Uh, I got my little motorcycle. I've got all kinds of other stuff going on. Um, I don't. I don't need a whole heck of a lot. You put me on a motorcycle. You put me on a walking trail. You know, let me enjoy my friends and my family, and encourage people to do the best that they can for themselves. It's amazing Health how many is lives. Important. Health right. is extremely important. Yeah, I mean, all the money in the world. You feel like crap all the time. Yeah. You can't go. You can't do. And you feel guilty. Money's not that important if you don't feel good. No. Right? I mean, uh, and you and, can't and, take it with you. I'm not going to no. take a U-Haul full of money. 
and bury it. Well, and honestly, the, I'm you know, buried at sea. one of the the one of the the comment. I love that. I, mean, I am one of the one of the the comments. I remember paid already. I mean, I'm you know in medical school you get no like it's it always cracked me up that a guy selling cars gets ten hours a week of rah rah like personal development kind of stuff, and in medical school you get none, um, which you know it's not that you don't have an important job. You're going to be talking to people with a lot on the line, maybe doing a little bit of personal development instead of the, the medical profession trying to tear everyone apart. Maybe it would be a really good, well-placed use of a little bit of edification or personal development, or maybe just expand your mind wide enough to learn that, you know, being the best, strongest me is going to help a lot more people than just let, running down myself into the ground because that's mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to do if I'm a doctor. Mm -hmm. Long story short, because we get none of that, I've worked really hard to, to, I mean, you know, everyone knows I'm, especially with having seen Tony in the past, um, big Tony Robbins fan. And I listened to a lot of Andrew Huberman and, you know, Rogan and all that, because, because I think it's important to be able to think outside the box a little bit and that the mind's a really powerful thing and that personal development and being on the cutting edge is pretty important. I don't know how you maintain any of that if you're not open to new ideas and other science and physiology. Like, I, I don't know how you get any personal development if you only count on yourself and in a, a very small, if you don't seek things outside. That's why we, we always say I'm, I'm kind of like a patient's, I'm like a free agent on the patient's benefit. Like my goal is to find, you know, if, if she's seeking what the best graph is out there, I should have found it already because I have the resources and that's really important for me to have found it. So I think that if you, when you have the right relationship, even if it's something we don't do, Terry will still call me. Mm -hmm. We'll still get that call. Hey, do you have a suggestion for this? Mm -hmm. And, and if I don't nice look to have it up, a on call. Right? Yeah. Because yes, you, yes. you look it up, right? Because yeah. you, it's one of those yeah. things that you want to be able to give someone information they can trust. And, and so having a relationship like that has made me incredibly more resourceful than I would have been before. Yeah. And, and because I know it's worthwhile, like I can help someone make a better decision. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a lot to digest, but it's so humbling when you're with someone that you've had a 10 year relationship with and you get to watch walk and drive and you know, they're not in a wheelchair being yeah. pushed up to me by some other meeting. Right. That wheelchair was very limiting. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. limiting. It, it certainly would have been hard to be as, as, as gregarious as you are from a chair. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I could not appreciate your spirit and your trust any more than I have. And I hope you understand how important you are to us as a clinic and a family and how much I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. I think a lot of people that just don't have hope get to see stories like yours and it feel like it's almost, oh, it's, it's aspirational. Like I'll never do that. Like you, you, can. you did all this on yourself. Like you took all the, it's like you came from you're not a Rothschild, right? Like you didn't have a research staff find any of this for you. No, you, you had a, a laptop. The knowledge is and, out there. And there's certainly resources available resources. outside of mainstream media. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and the science literature for what we do is way better than the science literature on 90% of what's out there in Western mm -hmm. medicine anyway. Yeah. Well, so. I did a heck of a lot of research and keeping up with it is, difficult at best. Uh, I go through phases. I'm like, 
take a break for a little while, take yeah. a vacation, and then go back at it. it That's how I have to look at a, the regulatory side. If I get yeah. involved too bogged down on the regulatory side, oh, if I start looking on the regulatory it's side, oh, it's, it it's just depressing. makes me want to jump off a building, right? And I start thinking maybe they're right. Yeah. Maybe all this is a waste of time. Maybe, and no. then you, you you know you mm -hmm. talk to a patient again, right back on track, right? Yeah. The minute I see someone that we made better, and I know that had let, um, I, I then I can focus on not reading everything a hater writes. Um, but it's hard sometimes it to is. maintain that attitude. People like you make it a lot easier. Thanks. So, you know, thank you. Thank uh, you so much. Thank Truly. you. <laughs> and we're glad you're here. And I don't just mean the podcast. So. Thanks. I, my bestest bud back home, she's been out, Marianne. Um, she's been following me this week and texting and you're going to your happy place. That's what she said to me before I left. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I am. Because I feel loved. I feel supported. Um, I feel heard here. Yeah. Well, you, you, and you're not afraid. Like you've done some stuff that you, you're like, Hey, can we do this? This, this, and I'd be like, not sure. Let's talk about it. You know what? Let me, let me think of what I already know what my first answer was. No, but let me think of why I, I want to say that because like I'll work through some hurdles, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, mm -hmm. and it's, it happens all the time in our mm -hmm. clinic anyway. Ashley will say, you know, I'll hear a problem or Hannah's come up with something and I'll be like, no. And then I'll be like, well, maybe. And then like two <laughs> days later, I'll be like, Hey, okay. So you remember when you came to me with this? Well, I thought of, Hey, I, I had a thought because you know, while you're reading, you'll go through something and something will trigger you. And then you're like, well, maybe there is a way, but, but, but we got to really talk to the patient about it. Like this is not going to be a 10 mm -hmm. minute office visit. Say, Hey, I think we could do this. Yeah. Right. It'll be something different. Yeah. I appreciate you, Terry. And you've always been my go-to person when patients always request for a call with somebody we've treated or a successful case. Like, is there anyone I can talk to? And I'm like, actually, yes, there is. Yeah. Terry is always, would you like to talk so to our off staff open. nurse? <laughs> no, it, almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you end up making a new friend by the end of it. I do. <laughs> I do. I really, really appreciate that. And you have been an incredible patient person and we love you so dearly. So thank you, baby. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Right. No, I have made some really good friends and contacts. Yeah. And so if it seems like this turned into kind of family hour, welcome it is. to the clinic. Um, because this is kind of how, like, yeah, now you have a feel for what it's like to hang out with us during the day. Mm -hmm. It's not all just giving each other a hard time, although most of it is. Um, but because, but she will participate in that too. I've literally walked in an exam room with her with a Chewbacca mask on. And when you open it, it makes the noise Yes, because we've taken care of Sir Robert, yes, uh, who was did. a patient I met him in your waiting room. and she yeah. got, she got to meet the real Chewbacca, mm -hmm. um, in the, the waiting room one time. And, and as a, as a star Wars freak, because no one else in my staff even knew what the movies were. Um, excuse um, me. Yes, I did. Uh, well, you, you didn't know that they like where they started. Like I. Like the, the, for Mike to point out that those were out before you were born was just like, I've watched me endless YouTube content on the production of the production of it is actually way beyond it it's way it's beyond their time. Right. They literally had to invent a studio. But no, no. Did you stand in line for opening night? No. Right. Like, and that, you, especially yeah, for the not. second, I, for part five. Yeah. Right. That was the yeah. second one, but because four was the first, we had to go through all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have but, costumes outside the movie theater, and I buzz by in my stormtrooper costume on my stormtrooper motorcycle. I, I, I love that. Yeah. Love, love, love that. Well, you all right. Have Great. Fun. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. Yeah. I know that 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 
that a lot of the information we went was really general because I have to be so careful about how we even talk about things right now uh, with the FDA saber rattling on peptides even right now. Um, but I think that it's important to know that we don't mind working through a solution for a patient. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the time. So, Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone. For See you next time.